So I'm an expert at controlling my anger because I do it infinitely more than you. You let politics ruin, or rather control your whole life, man. You're gonna be a miserable person, straight up. Unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy, and they hate their neighbors. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underground for episode 109. I am joined once again by the one, the only, Joseph. Wild West Kemp Style. And I am your other host, David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. And this is the show where every week we remind you that politics ruins everything. I That clip disappeared. <laughs> 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 What's okay? I couldn't hear the other clips that you were. Oh, uh, I need playing. to. I need to. Yeah, sorry. That's my bad. Sorry, guys. I'm doing this uh, in uh, real time. Share. No, that's okay. Share. I got to share with Joseph. No worries. Um, How you been, man? Good, man. I decided to leave our last names out of the intro because I think it actually flows better. I've been meaning to do yeah. that for a couple weeks, and I just keep forgetting. But I actually think it just it sounds better leaving them out. It flow just the flow wise. Um, I agree. I, I think it's it's a little bit better. Anyway. No, no argument for me, but good. for those who decide they want to support us and are new to our podcast, then you need to realize that we use a value for value system here, which means you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure based off what you think our work is worth. And so you can click our direct.me link in the show notes, and there you'll find our paypal link donation you can do go there and make a one dollar month reoccurring payment or whatever you can for we're asking for a dollar payment that's the main push that we're doing so that we can start making money off of our podcast youtube social media and just provide better content for you guys the more money we're able to make and you know start doing this i mean we're already doing it as a part-time job but to start being financially compensated for that the better the quality we'll get for us, the more time we'll be able to put into it than we already do. Yeah. And eventually our desire is to hopefully be able to do this full time one day. And so if you can do a dollar, five dollars, however much you can do, leave be sure to leave a note when you do a donation and we'll read it. Whether if that's, you know, on our podcast or doing a whole nother segment of donations, however we decide to do that, we plan on doing something and reading your notes live on air as long as they're not obscene. Other than that, you can <laughs> copy our Bitcoin wallet address there if you want to give us any Satoshis or Bitcoin. You can, you'll can you find in our direct.me link our YouTube and Odyssey. Be sure to subscribe to us on there. Like, comment, engage with us, as well as on our TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. We pretty much respond back to everyone when and where we can. Uh, but I say we have a good response, response rate. It has to be over 95% yep. of all the people who contact us across all platforms. Yeah. And that may not seem to a lot. Y'all may say we're well, all small, but we've had a lot of videos blow up. So yeah, uh, for our, for our size. Yeah, for yeah. our size. And it's crazy because a year ago we were excited because like a video would get 90 views on yeah. YouTube. Or like we we'd have like 10 like downloads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Eternals was kind of that first bump. Uh, and then The Witcher was the one that, that really did that. We, we were talking about it a little bit before the show. Um, I, we'll, we'll be back next week with more social stuff, but just because of time and scheduling and, and everything, we wanted to get to the this entertainment stuff because it really is this, what's bringing people into the show. Yep. Uh, and so this episode will be out more than likely on Thursday. Um, and y yeah, when and where we can, basically how it works is 
you know, since the entertainment stuff is bringing the bacon in, so to say. Yeah. Uh, not monetarily yet, but eventually. As soon as we get that first donation, it's going to be domino. Interaction-wise, though, it's it's the thing that's driving right now. Yep. Uh, it's generally gets double the downloads of our social episode, and mm-hmm. it's the stuff that we can pretty much safely put out on YouTube without having to worry about like strikes and mm-hmm. all, and you know, TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wouldn't be on TikTok at this point if we were putting the other stuff. Yeah, no, we'd be banned so fast. <laughs> and the crazy uh, thing is, is it's not like we're we go insane with that stuff, but you just you never know. And the yep. algorithms are just garbage on most of these platforms. Like, mm-hmm. if we were to put our social stuff on YouTube, we'd probably be fine. We were doing it for a little while uh, back in the height of everything. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and the good thing is, I need to get in direct.me or you do. Uh, I've did it before, but I think I just forgot the login information and input our Rumble information. But we all sure. are on Rumble. If you know, uh, if you're on Rumble and you don't like YouTube, all of our stuff when we post on YouTube will upload on there. I'm in the process of trying to upload our back catalog to there, and eventually our full catalog will also be on Odyssey too. Uh, but they're just going to be backup platforms for now, though, because yeah. YouTube is still the it yeah. makes the most sense. It does. Unfortunately, that's the case. Um, Yeah. David's, we're both focusing on YouTube. As far as I say, you're the main one focusing on YouTube. I just make the clips. We both, you know, that's that's what we want to grow because, as David just said, it's the best way to make money right now. Yeah. It's it's the biggest reach, all that kind of stuff. Rumble is growing. And so I think, (laughs) you know... You know, it makes sense at least to just put our content on there and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, like, Republicans watch entertainment, too, so we can... uh, Exactly. Republicans buy shoes, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I want to jump into this first topic because this is kind of a hot-button issue on the internet right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and, uh, Now, is this projection from you? What do you mean? (laughs) I saw the title of the... Oh, 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 okay. Uh, well, according to this content creator on TikTok, who constantly comes up in my feed despite us having very different opinions about just about everything, uh, yeah. uh, his name is Straw Hat Goofy, um, and he does a lot of like movie reviews and talks about a lot of different stuff, and this specific video showed up on my timeline, Um and the reason I want to talk about it is because this kind of set me off enough that I'm trying to write up uh, an entire thing uh, for mm. our YouTube channel about why uh, these uh, the accusations that get thrown at at fans of like Marvel, at Lord of the Rings, what have you, uh, of being like like sexist or name your ist or phobe or whatever the case may be. Uh, it's just completely unfounded, and that there are a lot of people being really disingenuous about this, and they don't want to have an actual conversation about why a show, in this case She-Hulk, sucks, um, or why there are fans who think it sucks, and it doesn't have anything to do with it being a female lead, uh, mm-hmm. which he, in this, is going to kind of argue the opposite, um, but I just want to play this. It's not It's not a super long clip. Well, I think the main thing people have to realize is we just don't like green people. Oh, yeah anti we're anti-green people yeah. um all right well i'm gonna let me play this real quick and then we can talk about it for a couple minutes and then uh at some point down the road once i finally get everything written out and recorded and i get joseph to help me with some of the recording uh, i'm gonna put a whole thing out about 
really why the the argument around this is mostly disingenuous because I understand and I think Joseph understands it's like sure there are people out there that legitimately just hate anything with like a a female lead in it Mm -hmm. or you know that is like empowering towards women those people exist the thing is is as far as I've been able to tell it's like a percent like maybe one percent of like nerd populations the the problem is is I go back to Daryl Davis for those who don't know famous musician he's also famous for he's converted over like 200 or plus however many is a a ton hundreds of Ku Klux Klan members and he goes away from the KKK (laughs) yeah yeah away from the yeah not two but away (laughs) he's a black guy and uh oh shoot I just lost my train of thought because that made me stumble but go ahead never mind anyway there was a point in there bringing up people don't like him either Despite what he's doing being some of like the best work against oh, racism in yes. the world at this yeah. point. And so that's what I was going to bring up is it's easy. Like one of the conversations I remember him having with a KKK guy was that, you know, of course, extremely racist. And he was judging Daryl uh, by some racial stereotypes that were extreme outliers. And so what Daryl said was, OK, well, most serial killers are white. Are you a serial killer? And the guy was like, well, of course not. And kind of like, you know, and I'm sure it wasn't instantaneous in that moment as far as erasing everything, but kind of came, started to come to a senses regarding racism. And so in that sense, it's if you take the extreme view on left or right and, but then judge anyone who's left or right leaning based off of those extremes, that's where it becomes disingenuous because I would say most people aren't those things, right? Exactly. And uh, and it's just it and it's that's fueling, what's happening here. Yeah, both of those things are fueling the narrative. Um and so let me just let me play this real quick because I think you'll I, I have a couple things to say about it, but I, okay. I'm curious about what you think about this too. Hang on. No, so talk about She-Hulk has really been bringing me back to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier era. Those of you guys who jumped on board when I was covering that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But let's check out something that really made me think. Here's the thing, Bruce. I'm great at controlling my anger. Mm. I do it all the time. When I'm catcalled in the street, when incompetent men explain my own area of expertise to me, I do it. Because if I don't, I will get called emotional or difficult or might just literally get murdered. As we can see, self-pity is She-Hulk's superpower. So you saw what happened there, but why would I make the Falcon and the Winter Soldier She-Hulk comparison? Because while I was covering Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I realized that it always comes down to an unwillingness to understand an experience that is not your own. And I'm seeing that with She-Hulk right now. Here you have a show that talks about the black man's experience in America, and when I explained that, people didn't want to hear it. Then you have a show that perfectly points out the woman's experience in America in the first episode. It's crazy how you can hear someone talk about their life and then tell them they're wrong. So the talk about She-Hulk has really been bringing me back to the... Okay. You know what the issue is that I've noticed with a ton of people? I think there's this idea that we even grew up with, and that's permeated since our generation, right? Is this, your feelings mean that you're 100% correct. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's where it comes from, whether than actually ascertaining reality. So, for example, I'll use this example. It's pretty safe. If all my interactions with women were terrible that I was trying to date and I say all women are terrible it no that's not true that's anecdotal yeah, right yeah you can't you can't do he, that that's not fair in that same sense that's what he, he's doing that on multiple fronts but go ahead uh, well I was gonna say one of the biggest problems that 
okay so i i fa- i saw that clip a while back and i just kind of ignored it because i was like all right i'm uh, we've heard these arguments a million times at this point it's mm-hmm. just it's like what we were talking about with the gay hobbit thing they're they're just going back to the oh and um and uh the the stuff that with uh what's her face from rings of power that's playing galadriel yes um more Fred something clark. Or other. clark uh yeah it, 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 they go back to the exact same playbook uh, pe- people take something like Lord of the Rings, they take something like She-Hulk, mm-hmm. and they try to um, give you a reason for why they don't like it. There have been a lot of people, including Matt Walsh, by the way. He, he took... Uh, and just to be clear, neither of us are exactly fans of the Daily Wire. This, like, don't... It's, there's, isn't it dumb that we have to say that? Yeah, though? it's completely stupid that we have to say that, but to be very clear, like, we don't like the Daily Wire... But that doesn't mean. But I was gonna say. But that doesn't mean that I don't agree occasionally with things that they say. Same Um, thing with the Young Turks, right? And and of and of course, then you've got um, Brett Cooper, and I'm totally fine with that. So that's Daily Wire. You know, whatever. I'm trying to make a joke, but uh, (laughs) he. If you go, I've got the video, and this is what I was telling you. Like, I'm gonna put something together at some point about this because he took a two second clip of Matt Walsh making kind of like a a pretty lame joke or whatever and he used that as his springboard to spout a specific opinion that is right. kind of the general narrative that it's like well they just don't understand these lived experiences or whatever it's like but if you listen to the rest of the clip Matt Walsh actually mentions he's like this is not taking away from the potential lived experiences of women in America and the other issue and this is the thing that he completely has avoided and unless he's made a video since talking about this this clip is specifically what she's doing talking to hulk makes no sense because hulk has gone through significantly significantly more and harder hardships mm-hmm. uh than she hulk has the yeah. dude he's he's been suicidal He's had the government try to murder him for most of his life. Um, mm-hmm. Some people were taking some stuff from the comics talking about how uh, his parents were abusive and his father killed his mother right in front of him. And then at the end of that clip, she hulks like, you. basically she's like, you can never understand my experiences. Like, mine are worse than yours. And so right. not only is it annoying in the context of it's very preachy as sort of a, a fourth wall breaking kind of thing. Like, there's a reason mm-hmm. that they put that in there. But it's, it's also really annoying because within the context of of the world she comes off looking like a horrible person and this is what they've been doing through all of phase four their idea of empowering women is essentially by tearing down other characters and most of the time those characters like the, the the female characters in phase four have murdered a lot of people they've done horrible things and they've just either been like forgiven or someone's made excuses for them so there's the not sympathetic an, female villain trope. Exactly. And there's not an honest conversation going on around the writing style and what they're doing with these characters. Everyone is just quick to the ists and the phobes and whatever the case may be. And we're seeing that now with all of this stuff going on with the Rings of Power. The show's not even out yet, and they're already saying that yeah. the Lord of the Rings fans are the most toxic of any of them. That yeah. uh, that there's all of these like racist fans out there, that they're sexist. And, and at the end of the day, everyone's just going like, no, 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 no. Uh, you all just don't understand Tolkien's lore. Like that is the main point. All of this other stuff, like it's there, it's dressing, what? it's things to talk about, but it's not what we're really going. Yeah, what the point is? Because all of us are willing. I say all of us. A maj- vast majority of people are willing to celebrate different cultures. The the idea that every single fantasy work you create has to represent multiple ethnicities and cultures isn't true because we can appreciate aspects of 
European culture. And then we can also see the bad parts of that. Same thing with African, Asian, Hispanic, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? And so I think when, obviously, as we said, when and where it makes sense, it's fine. But this idea with Marvel is just bad writing. Cause so we mentioned, you know, these females doing horrific things and I think you actually have it pulled up. I do too. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Captain Marvel wiped out scores of Cree that no one, that were no less this, brainwashed. Yeah, this than is something she was. that uh, that Mahler put out, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that w- was just a day prior, without while shouting, you know, and celebrating, right? And then Black Widow buried hundreds of prisoners in a death trap to access a prisoner she wanted to find the Red Room. And then one of my favorites is Wanda tortured, kidnapped, and murdered hundreds of people, including children, so that she could hang out with figments of her imaginations, uh, imagination. She even had the option to find a universe where she could replace a dead version of herself, but nope. Yeah. And so on and so forth. I mean, we could go on. And so I think, you know, it comes back down to just because something is your lived experience, that can be something that's anecdotal, but not necessarily true for a whole or true for the collective. It and, could be, right? Yeah. It, it absolutely could have been, and there's. I haven't watched all of She-Hulk yet. I haven't exactly been eager I just to don't jump. Care well, to. that's the thing is, I haven't been eager in any way to jump back into Marvel at all. I haven't seen Love and Thunder, um, which hasn't been doing very well. And it seems like the longer that that's been out, the more people are that are kind of going like, Marvel might not be doing quite as well. Um, but, mm-hmm. but of course, you have a lot of people who are still standing for it, and I understand people liking the stuff. It's fine. Like if you like yeah. it, great. But if we can't have an honest conversation about where their faults are and where we think we're seeing issues with the writing and the character development and the world building, um, you know, it, it, because most of the time, it, when we do, it, that people just immediately go to, "Well, you just don't like it because it's a female lead." Um, so because they can't ascertain and. Yeah argue with what you're trying to say let me let me what you're bringing up exactly let me pull this up real quick because i wrote down (laughs) i've been uh, part of what i'm trying to do for this this project is i wrote down a list of a bunch of movies uh that have movies and tv so far that have Mm -hmm. female leads in them that i really like uh so let me just run run this off real quick okay you ready you're next kill bill volume one and two alien and aliens terminator one and two the guest it follows raiders of the lost ark return of the king trick-or-treat mean girls uh, I won't stop talking about Arcane Season 1, Jojo Rabbit, The Kid Detective, Everywhere, uh, All at Once, which I think it's, that's not the full title of the, the movie, but anyway. Uh, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, Queen's Gambit, Ready or Not, Parasite, Kick-Ass, The Shallows, I, Tanya, The Witch. And that's as far as I got in like 30 minutes. And that, I mean, there's close to 20 films slash TV shows on there. Yeah. And and yet... Well- because we, we don't yep. like Phase 4, and we're not happy with the direction of the new Lord of the Rings show, the enjoyment and love of these films and TV shows means nothing. It's just like when we criticize... Exactly. But it, they're not going to care because it's going to go back to that argument, well, just because you know you like these movies with female leads in it doesn't mean you're not a misogynist or something. It, yeah, exactly. It, it, exa- it doesn't... They don't, they're not willing to have an honest conversation because it's just like with Eternals when I, when that person was saying, well, Eternals is great because of the diversity in it. And uh, I comment as, as like, well, Marvel movies have been diverse before. And they said, well, name one person or name one movie that was as diverse as Eternals in front of the screen and behind the screen. 
And I said, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, it's, you can't use that argument. No, the vast majority of people, you know, again, it goes back to and, we and it, fight things from different ethnicities. And yeah. when and where it makes sense, include as many cultures and, and, and people group, people's group as you can. Yeah. But there are some instances where it doesn't make sense. If I'm watching a movie based off of Nigeria, some fantasy work, I'm not expecting there to be any white people in there. Probably not any Asians or Hispanics, you know, unless there is a plausible explanation of why they're there. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to. This whole idea of, well, you don't like it because you're sexist, because you're a bigot, you're racist or whatnot. I mean, it's just... It's just pivoting. It's pivoting away from the actual conversation that the quality of Marvel in particular, in, in this instance, has gone way down. Mm-hmm. And that they that they are, they're not. They've basically ignored everything that came before in uh, the previous like ten years, and yeah. they're just they're just retconning or what's don't retconning care. again? I Ret- think I know off the top of my head. Retconning is essentially uh, changing something from the past. Yeah. So just out of nowhere, right? Like uh, out yeah, of the yeah. So like the one of the early, earliest ones in Phase Four was that um, uh, Natasha had, didn't have a sister. Mm-hmm. And then in Black Widow, she has a sister. Yeah. That's a retcon. Because uh, she never talks about her. There's never any mention. All of a sudden, she's got this sister that she really cares about and is the reason that she's doing everything. That's a, re- that's, that's a retcon. Um, a lot of what they're doing with Lord of the Rings right now and the Rings of Power where they're changing all mm-hmm. of these things that weren't ever a part of the original writings, you could consider those retcons too. Okay. So. I got you. Yeah, they just, uh, Magic the Gathering just changed out Aragorn, race swapped them. So. <laughs> He was, in, he was in Magic the Gathering? <laughs> Apparently there's the Lord of the Rings Magic Gathering. Oh, for, okay. Cool, guys. Yeah. It's so, it, dude. And, and that's the thing is that, like, we look so at the... Yeah, and, and we look at this stuff, and it's just like, do y'all not see how disingenuous it is? That's always our point. I, you know, I, I don't... We would, I, I don't... If I see an all-black cast, whether if it's a folklore from America, from a Black Arthur or whoever, or from Africa or whatever whatever ethnicity you want to throw in there. I don't care. I don't, you know, I don't have to, like, I understand that notion of wanting to see someone just like you Mm -hmm. that looks like you, but again, when and where it makes sense. And we can all benefit from relating to people that don't look like us for myself. I enjoy watching people on the screen that don't look like me because I can relate to them, even though I'm not a woman or even though I'm not, Asian or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, and it, and it's always really funny too. And you and I have talked about this a lot because we have. Uh, I like the. This is something that Mo always says. It says, "See first to understand, and then be understood." Mm-hmm. Um, and if everyone would actually take that up as a concept, maybe some things could get worked out, even in the entertainment industry. Yep. Uh, the problem is, is everyone just goes to calling people names before anything else and i get it it's fun to really like mess with people on the internet or but you know it can be kind of addicting to get into arguments with people mm-hmm. uh but if that was the case we might actually be able to come to some sort of understanding about where we're coming from in the same way yep. that when um when preach was talking about um liking to uh, liking the fact that he could see people on the screen that looked like him mm-hmm. he was so he was so genuine about it it's like yeah man i can i can completely understand that yep. i can completely get get behind why you'd want that but they were both also willing to be like yeah this 
like race swapping type stuff or specifically using something like sneakers to target certain uh you know quote unquote communities uh is really disingenuous and it's like really like that's all we are to you is like oh they like sneakers so we'll we'll make a, a entire movie about uh this pair of sneakers yeah and it's it's uh, it just it comes off real gross and yeah it does you know anyway i I've, that's all i've got to say about it um I'm hey gonna, at I'm least be doing marvel more, but at least marvel started here in phase one two and three right and then and came down people, now lord the amazon sorry, is starting at the bottom and digging holes <laughs> digging going a, deeper yeah, they're going negative <laughs> you know the, uh, speaking of that it's really funny that a lot of people don't remember that Thor one and two for the most part, um, Iron Man two and three, um, Captain America I think has actually gone up in people's opinions, opinions. since that. At first that though, came it wasn't. Out. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else in particular. Um, people like visually like Doctor Strange, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I even think that one's not. That first one's like fine. Yeah, there weren't like a ton of great um, movies from one, two, and three. Yeah, th- there are. Th- but the reason people loved it so much is because the characters were good. Did, yep. Iron Man's individual movies, besides the first one, might have just been somewhere in that mediocre territory, especially mm-hmm. when you look at what they're 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 making now. But Tony Stark as a character shone through. Yep. He, and people liked him. Oh, even second, the second Avengers movie hasn't really done well. But the thing about that is that there's still really good character moments in it. Mm-hmm. There's one with Clint and Scarlet Witch that's fantastic, um, where he he actually gives her the motivation to get back up and fight. Yep. And it's so good, and you don't see that anymore because they're too busy tearing characters down rather than lifting this up as hey like they're a team people are going to fail in certain situations and other teammates are going to come in and they're going to build them up you don't get yep. that anymore it's just like oh you just don't understand me that's that's the entire thing that's happening it sucks yep. it um, is and sorry. we're gonna anyway. one of the other problems i think too is not necessarily that i guess she she hulk isn't a prequel it's just a no, it's, it, it's a continuation. It's a continuation. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things, you know, we'll get in with House of Dragon and even with Lord of the Rings that I've started to hate now are prequels because <laughs> essentially it ends up being a low form of writing, a lazy form to where now, you know, the women characters are better at what the original characters did, you know. Uh-huh. and Yeah, well, they do that in the sequel stuff too because you look at uh, – the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. Yeah. And they do the it's kind of the exact same thing. But yeah, that it's it's a way for them to not necessarily retcon, but for them to kind of do their thing away from the original thing mm-hmm. and write their like better characters. But they never do that. Like even with even with but, Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. The and Rings I'll, of Power. Go I'll ahead. hold I'll hold judgment on uh House of Dragons. Uh, yeah. The House of Dragons until we get more episodes. Yes, um, and, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss that at the end of the show. But anyway, oh, sorry, what were you gonna say? I said even with I know we brought this brought this up before. <laughs> we're about to get into this Rings of Power clip and then the trailer. Our you know our thoughts on them, but yeah. you know the showrunners are like, we want to stand on our own two feet. Okay, why are you calling it the Lord of Rings then? Just in the title alone, you're not standing on your own two feet because you're trying to draw friends in. Because again, you can't stand on your own. Right. It has you know, to be a Tolkien adaptation. It has to. They're they're trying all this like trickery around mm-hmm. it. They're bringing in all these different people to try to convince us that everything's going to be okay and the show's yep. going to be good. I've called <laughs> it now. So I've turned funny. it. They're trying to tell you to not believe. You know, don't believe your lying eyes. 
Yep. Yeah, oh, it's gaslighting. It's gaslighting. It's, gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. it's textbook gaslighting. We're saying, no, uh, it's not bad. You're just an istophobe, uh, whatever, a misogynist, whatever. What br- Bring on the what once had meaning terms yes. to, to tear someone down or to call someone something really terrible. And they don't, and it doesn't t- mean you anything anymore. The really terrible thing about that is when someone is misogynist or racist or a bigot, whatever ist or phobe you want to throw out, it has less value now yeah. because it's thrown around yeah. so much to why, why do you think someone like Andrew Tate's been able to have like a meteoric rise? It's because mm-hmm. e- it, since everything around you is misogynistic, he looks less so in comparison. Yep. And it's worked out unbelievably well for him. for him. Yeah. So speaking of which, that people, a lot of people... David, me and David, along with Fresh and Fit, we don't care for him. We think a lot of his ideas and stuff are disgusting. Yeah, uh, things oh, that yeah. he says. Oh yeah. Uh, now the the problem is is that with Fresh and Fit and Andrew Tate, without getting too much in it, it's like these these base things they'll say are true, like these bottom things. But then everything else after that is just stupid. Yeah, yeah. But regardless of that, just for those who didn't know, Andrew Tate's a legit fighter. If he probably would have gone to the UFC, I could easily have seen him being a top ten possibly even champion yeah he was good he was extremely extremely one of the few fighters that uses uh that i saw would use either uh a jab a left jab uh or a left hook and then follow it up with a left kick that's typically not a combination that typically happens yeah he was really a really successful fighter yeah regardless Um, of who he is as actual person uh did you see that video where it talked about whose dad worked for Yes, I think I sent it to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you? I just yeah. saw it. I saw it scrolling. Um, yeah. Yeah. His dad works for the CIA, or did. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of people are like, "Well, that's interesting." <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, so get into this clip. I found this. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and I thought it was hilarious. So I'll let it speak for itself. All right. Weeks before he worked up the courage to call. This is from Lord Robert. of the Rings, by the way. Two weeks at most. It was five. <laughs> You're lying. She's lying. She may play coy now, but she was a moon-eyed girl in love from the moment we met. <laughs> a very happy match. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's so cringe, man. It's just, the more I see, the, the, the more I cringe. Just even the accent, the Scottish accent, it just... Mm, the whole scene is a whole... <laughs> it's too much, dude. Yeah. For so those who don't know, that was uh, Princess Disa and Durin the Fourth uh, at a dinner table with Elrond, and uh, let's just say, yikes! The more that comes out about this show, the more I'm like, yeah, I guess we were right. Yeah. Speaking of which, we should we should talk about this new trailer that came yes. out. Um, you can do it frame by frame. Not not so much. I'll, I mean, I'll okay. I'll, I'll kind of cut through it. So just for reminders, yeah. um, this is a very Galadriel esque. Like yep. it's very centered on Galadriel. I mean, as far as we're aware, she's going to be the main character. Yeah. Um, you you get a little more warrior Galadriel. Uh, war, very much the yeah, dude. <laughs> she's going to be uh, a fighter this year. Yeah, and a, a tempest, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about your truth guys bro so yeah and that's what's so crazy so uh we get a uh, this the same scene again of her brother yeah. um finrod who is uh fighting in, the orcs the orcs and hunting is the term that she uses like her her they're very uh aloof if you will about what what they're fighting 
Like you mm-hmm. see, you see them fighting orcs. Okay, but she keeps talking about like, oh, my brother was on this mission to like hunt down evil. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, but what are you talking about? And so they're they're being secret on purpose. Yeah, and it's it's really frustrating because it's like, all right, can you guys just tell us what? And this is this whole trailer. It's very like, oh, what is this thing she's talking about? And then there's and then like a a, a later point, I think. Uh, uh, what's the name of the guy that she's gonna be like going around with or whatever? And everyone's like, he's like rumored. Paul Brand. Yeah, uh, he says, I'm pretty sure it's him, and he says something like, um, "We will survive this or whatever." And it's like, what are you surviving? Like, what is what's going on? Yeah. I, I need someone to tell me. We still don't understand me. anything about the story other than, you know, it's gonna be Warrior Gladriel, so Gladriel rewritten. Tarmuriel is going to be re- rewritten, and then a host of new characters: Hallbrand, Arondir, Disa, uh, Harfoots are in here. Who? Uh, Gladriel's going to Numenor. Most of these, uh, most of these characters. So, what's going to end up happening is that it's going to focus a majority of the time on all of the new characters. Mm-hmm. But I think Galadriel will probably stay the center, center figure focus. for the entire yeah. show. Because I, what we were even... And I could be wrong about this, but there's a pretty big time jump between when her brother dies in that battle versus some of the other stuff that's supposed to be going on in this, right? Yeah. For, this is under- just from what you were, you were telling me earlier on. Yeah. I may have the... I'm gonna look it up real fast. Well, I'll, I'll you look yeah, it up and I'll, I'll kind of keep talking about this. Um, so she kind of goes on talking about how she now has to pick up the mantle of what her brother was doing before her, and she like yanks this knife out from his corpse. Um, I'm trying to see if there's an actual shit. No, anyway, and uh, so, sorry, go ahead. No, so I was right. That's what I thought because um, I knew one of her brothers died in the first age, or a couple of her brothers, and then Finrod actually died from the hands of Sauron right. when he was protecting uh, Baryon. Uh, and in the second age, I believe that was in the second age. Could have been in the first phase. Anyway, You're that right. ain't how he died there. So unless, <laughs> uh, but again, they may not, he may not, you know, based off the trailer, he may not be dying there. Right, they, it could be. But it could be. they don't have, this is weird. I don't understand because I don't remember the two trees being because there's just so much it's hard for me to remember being yeah. in the lord of the rings right or the appendices it could be but it's clear they're doing some first age stuff and second age stuff but to my understanding they only had rights for the lord of the rings the appendices and the hobbit yeah i don't know they must have found some sort of workaround and that's the thing yeah. is like if they're if they're making stuff up if they're if and maybe that's why they've started going more along the lines of uh uh, based on or inspired by yeah. or whatever the new terminology they're using in, instead is because a lot of the things that they're not they don't have the rights to and but they maybe they have the characters they're just going to do their alternate spin on it that's the only thing that I can really think of because you have all of these random characters that are going to be in there and so they're going to try to find some sort of way to make it all make sense mm. um, anyway here you have uh, Galadriel in her armor, um, yep. which I've heard from people. Maybe this might be her brother's armor. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I heard that the showrunners made fun of. Dude, a, it is. It's totally his armor. <laughs> it's that's hilarious. I think she. I, they've I, done a couple little like tweaks, tweaks to, to like the shoulder pads or whatever, which makes sense because of course they do that. But 
but so, so apparently a from what was discussed what i've heard at the san diego comic con the showrunners made fun of and i haven't seen the video so again but the rumor is a the showrunners made fun of a person asking a question about gladriel would never wear the oath of feanor because feanor basically betrayed the elves right he was an elf betrayed them that's where you get the kinslings and stuff like that right because he's going off after the simarils that morgoth took and there were there have been some pictures and videos of, of, of Gladriel showing them, and they just asked that question, and they basically uh, dismissed, the showrunners dismissed of course, you know, the of person course and, and yeah. everything. But when you look at this shot, look at the armor, hang on, armor yeah. of the Numenorians or elves or whatever, right? Like the freaking scale White snake, cloth. yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just visually... It, bad. It's not. It Even doesn't Galadriel's look good, armor does not look that good. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really impressed by it. it. Doesn't look like. Well, I guess I should say Finrod's armor. Right, right, right. Because that that seems like what it is. Uh, yeah. There's nothing distinguishing. Okay. Even if it was like fine, this is what they're doing with her. Yeah. You think they would have taken some time for her armor to be in, in like very distinct, right? You know, take for instance, like when the original trilogy came out and they had all of these very distinct weapons that some of which were, and some of them weren't completely accurate to the books. Mm -hmm. Uh, People love that stuff. Like legless and his like two blades or whatever. I didn't know a dude who didn't have that like hanging on their wall in the early two thousands. You know what I mean? These very distinct things that separate it from everything else. And that's one of Mm -hmm. the biggest problems that uh, the show seems to be, having is that it isn't distinguishing itself as uh a a like lord of the rings product let alone something that's not just your generic fantasy yeah and going to that game of thrones playbook of political infighting yep it very much seems that route and again it's not that you can't necessarily have that stuff but man i'm just kind of tired of it uh, all dude, and I know, me too it's just boring at this point and the fact that the showrunners keep trying to say that you they're trying to write the 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 novel that tolkien never wrote they're very uh, much doing it and calling and calling this that's so messed up dude i like what the one ring.com said uh i think he tweeted this and it said he said calling the rings of power tolkien's story is like saying space ball Spaceballs is a true story set in Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah, it's a work of uh, Lucas. Yeah, um, and so you know, it's just beyond that. Even just if if you were to, if this was something they were doing original that they weren't using Tolkien in, it may I, I doubt from what I'm seeing, but it could have the potential to be a decent show, right? I doubt visually, just visually wise. I mean, story wise, who knows until we Some, get into it. But yeah. again, story, even just story wise, it seems very much with the agenda front and center rather than just authentic storytelling, yeah. regardless of Tolkien, right? Yeah. Well, it's already not authentic to Tolkien because they're they've talked about putting all of this like mo- these modern mm-hmm. day issues into this. Yeah. 
Um, so you're going to you're going to have your like fascist probably you're going to have um, all of your like intersectional stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a little uh, CRT in the show. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not Activism. us. It's not us just assuming this stuff. They've said that this stuff's going to be in there. Yes. Interviews. Yeah. Past and things like, you know, old Bronwyn saying, you know, I'm an activist. My character's an activist of sort. Now we got old Gandalf or wizard. Yeah. <laughs> Gandalf stand in. They're and- trying to they're really trying to stand on their own with that. Meteor man is what they're calling Meteor him. Got Harfoot <laughs> with him saying, you know, our hearts are bigger than our feet. Yeah. Great line there. Uh- Quality yeah. dialogue. Oh, and this was the Tempest quote, I think, right here, where she calls yeah. herself a Tempest, and you're just like, y'all, did you... Even just their did, did the showrunners? Yeah, did the showrunners read the books? Like, I... <sighs> That's what I'm saying, man. I bet, you know, if they were covering... If they cover Sauron as Anatar, then, you know, they would take the part where Tolkien says he seduced the elves to mean in a sexual way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, again, Amazon's about manipulating and twisting things to suit their own agenda, not about trying to tell an authentic Tolkien story. Yeah, with original things in it, and uh, and that's where people miss. Our argument isn't you can't have original stuff. Our argument is is that you the argument to, is literally please make original stuff. Yeah, make original stuff. But as far as when it comes to Tolkien's work and this show is make a faithful adaptation of Tolkien. Yeah, but man, I'm I'm telling you, I I think what what we've been seeing with a lot of the like pushback from uh the the people in the access media, the people mm-hmm. in Hollywood, um, you know, name your like pick your poison or whatever. Um, it's like a dying animal stuck in a corner. It's like they yep. it's like they they're know they know and the only thing that they're able to do is basically try to make personal attacks because um, it's like this show is going to come out. They're going to still attempt to to do a couple things. There was that article I saw it on Bounding into Comics where uh, the theory about why they're putting this in movie theaters is to say that it like the theater sold out or whatever because they're yeah. doing it, they're doing it for free. And so, of course, you know, people want to go see it. There's not a showing anywhere near me. There's um, not either for me, yeah, but I if checked, there was, I probably. I mean, of course, I'd go. <laughs> yeah, I, I just out it's of free. Sh- yeah, out of sheer curiosity and the fact that it's free. If I, you I'd were have to release to Batgirl and they were to make the tickets free, I would still go and watch Batgirl. Yeah, <laughs> because it's uh, a yeah, free movie. Exactly, it's why uh, stuff on streaming services does so well because it's not free, free, but you already have the service, so why wouldn't you watch it? And like, yeah. I get, I get HBO Max with my internet provider automatically. So, of course, I'm going to watch stuff on HBO Max and the new stuff that comes on there, like the new movies or whatever that they specifically put on there, because it's there. Like, why wouldn't I check it out? And it's good content for us a lot of the time. Um, Anyway, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that. Uh, Oh, the only other thing I want to say is that, of course, they've got this, like, weird, like, modern song running through this. And I'm like, y'all, where's my Enya? Where's like my this stuff that fits so perfectly with the original movies? Yeah, it, it's like ash, the ethereal soundtrack. Yeah. It's something that kind of goes with the 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 history of the literature. It's, you know it's, what I mean? It's, and it, it's almost like Tolkien, not Tolkien. Excuse me. It's almost like uh, oh shoot, his name just slipped my mind. Peter Jackson. Yeah, was actually thinking about what he was doing every step of the way, dude. You know? The horns, the horns for each different group, people group 
in the Lord of the Rings in the movies sound different from distinct, the, the elves sound. in Rivendell. Yeah. yeah, they have a distinct sound. The Gondor, the Rohirrim, the Haradrim, cool. yeah. so on and so forth. The details, like, man. The orcs, mm-hmm. all, it, just the details like that. And that's what seems to be missing from this. It seems, even the, it's odd. They spent so much money per episode and for the entire season, but yet it still looks cheap. It does. Yeah, fifty-eight million an episode, right? <laughs> like with uh, the cloth using that with the the moves and boobs armor. Just come on. All right. Okay, so we got one more thing to talk about today, um, and that is episode one of House, House of, of the, the Dragon. Dragon. And uh, honestly, I kind of want you to go. F- First, I mean, I actually I know a little bit of what you. You want to put me in the frying pan? Uh, yeah, because I, I have a I have sort of like the stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, but why don't we why don't we do this? Give me sort of just your general. Uh, thoughts. Okay. And then I've got some stuff that I want to talk about, and we can just kind of go through it. Okay. That way. Cool. So give I'll me your give me your, your gen- give me your general thoughts. And I'll t- kind of tell you mine, and then I'll kind of go into some of the different things that I had written down, mm-hmm. and we'll kind of go that. We'll do that uh, okay. for this. Go ahead. So, first off, I wanted to say, I wanted to watch this twice, but oh. I didn't get a chance to only watch it once. Yeah. So, things may come up to me as we go. Secondly, my general thoughts, I liked it. I'm not going to say I recommend it, because I'd rather watch the entire first season rather than recommend it right now based because, off one episode. I get yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And because the next episode could be absolute trash yeah. <laughs> or the third episode could. Uh and so I told you I think my theory was like they were going to come out high on the first episode and then it was going to kind of slowly go down over the next couple and then yeah. dip back up and yeah. go down and then end with a bang. But credit to HBO Max, they got 10 million uh, customers to watch their watch the House of the Dragons, which is probably what they really needed. Since I think this costs like thirty million dollars an episode mm-hmm. to make, it's a lot. So yeah, I liked it. I wasn't, you know, I'd rather give a letter grade than a number grade. I would say it was a B for me. Okay, I I thought it was a good episode. Did I think it was great? Did it knock me out of the part like we covered last week with that one guy that was just this oh, is the best? Yeah, I was like, the, the, okay. <laughs> the pilot of Game of Thrones, the first episode of Game of Thrones is way better. The problem with House of the Dragon, you know, I think my issue is we know where this is going to end. For the most part, yeah. I, yeah. I think this is separated enough that there there's like enough intrigue in this in the way that it's set mm-hmm. up with kind of the the political backstabbing that's going to be going mm-hmm. on. And um, for those of you that aren't aware, this is essentially going to be the Targaryen civil war. Um, that's what this is. This is really leading to. Um, and I'm, I'm fine. This is generally a problem that I have with prequels is that mm-hmm. we know exactly where it's going. Yeah. But this is set far enough in the, fe- in the, excuse me, in the past that it can be sort of isolated as its own story. Will it hit the heights of, top tier like game of thrones and that first like four seasons five seasons whatever yeah absolutely not like i I, it won't get there but there are at least things in this first episode that quelled a little bit of my like 
hesitation Worse. about it. Now, mm-hmm. again, it's one episode. It, it could get real cringy by the. I mean, there's ten of these, ten episodes that mm-hmm. I'm aware of, and it could get I, real bad. I found myself immersed in it, and I wasn't y- looking yeah. at my phone. Now, and I and I was I was uh, hesitant about a lot of this because Game of Thrones has a lot of baggage. Yeah, season eight does. in particular for a lot of people was just either the final straw or people were just like that was so bad I can't believe that I ever enjoyed this like it was one of the worst final seasons of a television show in history yeah talk about not sticking the landing no I mean like crashing (laughs) exploding surviving and then blowing up again I mean there's so much so much wrong with that last season Um, and there's plenty of things wrong with season six through eight um, but I think a lot of people were willing to o- overlook uh, si- season six and seven mostly because a lot of the character stuff was still pretty good at that time. Mm-hmm. It was slipping a little, but it's not like season eight. And yeah. just the disastrous way that they they uh, they killed off characters or the decisions the like characters they were, were making. Bored with it because of how they, they well wrote. It, they got a Star Wars contract and so they were already ready to move on and then that fell through. Yeah. So there was a because lot because of, of season eight. Uh, maybe it's, it's possible. Um, so yeah, I, I think this episode, I would say there's a lot that I liked in it. Yeah. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm cautious cause I've already been burned. Yeah. I, by th- Game of I think it did a fine job setting everything up. Yeah. Um, I think they probably should have separated themselves a little bit more from, Mm-hmm. The original show because that was my a, main criticism. There's a lot of the same music. They make this decision. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of names in this, and so I'm trying. I, I've got like my my cheat sheet up. Yeah, and I, just for a few of the characters. Oh, uh, r- hang on, Ron, the f- main female in this. Uh, Renera is that how you say Renera? it? I think, I think I think it's Renera. How you say it? So. They, they make this decision in the very opening minutes of the show to have a Daenerys Targaryen sort of like mirroring type deal. And it's like, y'all, what are you doing? Like, don't don't open with that. Yeah. Like, you're just bringing back St- memories. Like, <laughs> I was I was really hoping. And again, it's 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 not bad. But I was really hoping they would stand more on their own two feet than relying on Game of Thrones. Like, let's and distance ourselves as much as possible for, as possible from Game of Thrones because of do. how season eight did. But even yeah. when it opens up, it has uh, it's you her, know the, it's the scroll. It's Daenerys' it, theme. Yeah, at and the then beginning. it's a hundred and something years before uh, right. Daenerys Targaryen. Right, and it's I, like, why I, does that matter? That has nothing exactly. And I I liked the little like prologue thing they did that's setting up okay mm-hmm. so here here's why we're in this this is why um uh oh man uh one character became the king uh yeah. over another character uh and it, what's annoying is that you have Renera and then you have uh Rainies Rainies yeah and so there there's the, the two of older them. Sister, or the sister to the king. Yes, and so it's re- it really got confusing with some of the names because I'm not familiar with this. I've never read this yeah. book. That's um, Martin for you, though. From what I hear from other people, is that he likes yeah. to do the do those type of things. Now, so this is my thoughts. I thought all of 
I, th- I thought all the acting in this was good. I think the star so far, if I was to say the you know the star is Matt Smith, the oh, Doctor dude, Who guy. It's not even he, close. Yeah, it's not even I, close. He's the star so far based off of this first episode. The other actors and actresses in it are good, but he just is in his own tier. I would say that uh, the guy who played Viserys was great. Otto, the lady who played. So the series yeah. wife, the queen, right? She- Rice infants who plays auto high tower. He's the hand of the king. Yeah. He based on a couple of things that I've heard. And then just his performance in this first episode is a character that I'm definitely kind of like looking at. Um, I thought so too. Yeah. I thought the, the queen did a great job. I thought that the guy that plays the, uh, he's like the, Captain of the ships or something. Uh, Steve the Toussaint with, Cor- the, with the dreads. Corliss Targaryen. Yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people are afraid to say it. I don't. Did, did they mention why he doesn't look like anyone else? Yeah, he doesn't look like any of the other Targaryens. No, and I. It's it's fine. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to go the route like because he's supposed to be, you know, a respected ship commander or something that he. No, he's uh, supposed to just be a Targaryen. Like yeah, in, in the, I know in he the, is, in the, but from what I heard from the uh, one of the showrunners or both of the showrunners, they didn't they didn't want to just do a token character and force it in in an unnatural way. But apparently, <laughs> I don't know if in this Dude, episode he wasn't. He was, but he just, in the episode he's supposed to be explained as, you know, yes, he's a Targaryen, some kind of just, story behind. He it. just is, though. They can say whatever they want, but they are the ones that put him into the show like this. Like this is it's it's parody like it, it's borderline like what a South like South Park did with token. Yeah. And and so it's it's the guy's a good actor as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like them. I don't really have I don't really have a problem with it other than the fact that it's like the showrunners their reasoning for put putting him in the show uh, was completely based on uh, his skin color and not because it made sense. For him being a Targaryen, yeah, and it's it's just one of those things. It's like it, it, this is what what I go back to all the time. It's like we, you and I, are not making these decisions. Yep, we're pointing these things out, but we're not making. Don't tell these me decisions. what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you tr- try to distance yourself. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I think he did, uh, I think he did fine. I think it you he he's he seems to one of the things I really liked about his performance, and this is something you don't get from a lot of stuff now, is that. Um, Corlius had you could tell based on his very subtle acting in certain scenes how much he disapproved of the current regime in the show. Yes. He's he's bitter about his wife not becoming uh the queen. Yep. Uh and he's going to take up Damon Targaryen's side more than likely because of this. And so I'm really curious about the the connection and the way that his character is going to intertwine with everybody else. Dude, man, I'm telling you, I cannot find him on IMDb on the really? House of the Dragon like cast. I know Steve he's Tucson. Here. Steve, I'm gonna just have to do it. Like yeah, he's right. It's Steve Tucson. He's right there. He's got like yellow. Okay, he's I like got it. he's like the third person yeah. down. Um, well, he wasn't on mine when I loaded it up, but <laughs> there he is. Okay. Anyway, right under Matt Smith. Um, I think the show looks great. Uh, I do too. I but I I I also think that more than likely our, our our two 
leads, uh, Renera and Allison, I like their these are their younger actresses. Years. Yeah. So there's two other actresses that we haven't seen yet that are gonna be um, taking up the role at some point during the season. Um, so have to wait and see on that. I think they were perfectly fine. I actually really like mm-hmm. um, th- how uh, Renera and Damien are together. Mm-hmm. Some um, people says someone was saying that they thought Renera was boring and Allison and I'm like, I don't know how, I mean, it's set up an exposition, but I don't know, man. I mean, Damon, I mean, you can, this is the thing you can talk about how we just said Matt Smith is a star of the show. And if there's, again, I know it's subjective, but if there's bad acting in something, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't think they were bad or boring. Boring is a really subjective thing too. Yeah. Um, I was completely fine with it. I, I wasn't blown yeah. away by them, but I thought yeah. every, I thought everyone in the it show. Was okay. I thought everyone in the show did did pretty good. There yeah. there wasn't any that I can remember. And again, I'd I'd have to go back and uh, watch. Like you were saying, I'd have to go back and watch the show again to really do that. And again, I'm trying mm-hmm. to wait till the whole thing's out to give like final judgment on the acting on how everyone was doing because it's true it could go <laughs> off a cliff uh, yeah. in, in the next couple of episodes. Um, but I thought that their connection was fine. I think that both uh, Allison um, and Renee are, pl- you know, they're the characters that they're pretty much supposed to be. I think you have some subtle performances by both of them. Um, I like that they were attempting to kind of make Renee hesitant about potentially mm-hmm. taking on this task mm-hmm. um, of the throne. Now, again, a lot of this could go in a completely different direction than where, like, what we're getting in the first episode. Um, and I, I keep I keep wanting to talk about Matt Matt Smith because yeah, dude, I, I I finished that the episode right, and I went, I mean, I'm gonna watch the whole season because of him. Um, yeah, I, I don't. He did such a great job. It's it's a and I actually do. It, I wish they would have focused on Lord is is his name Corley's. Uh, the uh Corliss. guy with the Corliss. Corliss. I think it's guy Cor- with the Corliss Targaryen. Yeah. Okay, Corliss Targaryen. Valerian uh, uh, he's a big part of the show uh, and the book apparently like the thing that this is based on he's like yeah, that's a really big part of it so he's gonna get a lot more time I'm sure okay we'll have plenty of time because I, I kind of wish it would have showed you know him in a from what I understand from people who know the source material he's supposed to be really respected and within everyone and so yeah I really hope that they don't go too overboard with that like or oh under. do you see how the guy that looks different is being uh treated like he's not w- one of them or whatever you know yeah. what i mean they could easily mm. do that and it it kind of seemed like by he kept getting dismissed in that first episode over and over again and i can understand that from a perspective of like these guys are um they have big heads Mm-hmm. They're not. Uh, they're, they're each they're fighting for their own piece of the pie. Exactly, and so he's trying to tell them, like, "Hey, you need to be aware of this. Um, there are things that are happening." And I think we're going to see that because there's a character, and I don't, I don't remember what his name is, but he's he's somewhere off the coast, and he's like he like tortures people with crabs or something. And there's something yeah. in the like in the a- after the show where they showed like a here's what's going to be happening throughout the season where they show that character. So that's going to come back into play as him being like. I warned you about this guy and you guys weren't listening. So I'm fine yeah. with that as long as they just don't go down the route of, of it being like he's he's a victim in this situation because nobody yeah. wants to no one wants to listen to him. It just it'd be like, come on, y'all like these trends and tropes are 
old. Yeah. Like let the guy be able to stand on his his own two feet and and let it let it be about the other characters being too prideful mm-hmm. uh, for their own sake and not because of some sort of like arbitrary modern day trope that they're trying to yeah. push into the show. Um. So yeah, I like I liked him. I pretty much liked every one of the cast. I think the King Viserys, the actor, nailed that out of the part. Yeah. I thought it was good. I, the only thing I wish they did differently is when his wife, the queen, was like, you know, after this, I'm done. Yeah. They would have went the angle of him caring for his wife and being like, no, hey, it doesn't matter what yeah. happens with this pregnancy. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, rather than that. going the opposite way. Because uh, it just seemed out of character for him. Like, one of the things I enjoyed about the first season of Game of Thrones was Robert uh, Bath- Baratheon. 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 Yeah. And even though he's only in the first season, he made such a, he's such a, the, the, the actor so great in it, he made a lasting impact in how he wasn't someone that was absolutely good, right? Right. And he wasn't someone that was absolutely evil. He was a bit of both. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, morally good and morally bad in yeah. ways. Yeah. And, so, you know, I kind of understand if they want to go that route with the series. I just wish in that moment that would have been a little bit different because how everything lined up, it just it seemed odd. Yeah, especially because he was so devastated over her, yep. de- her death. Yep. Um, and that part, too, I mean, w- we can talk about the tournament because that kind of plays, those, those kind of intertwine with each other mm-hmm. uh, with the birth of his son and his, with his wife's pregnancy and then mm-hmm. the tournament going on at the same time and them both being very, like, violent uh, you could almost say like foreshadowings of of everything that's gonna yeah. that's gonna be happening. Um, I really liked it. I it was man, that was visceral. T- that yes, very <laughs> very tough. Um, I I, I like the opening though of them like uh, cutting the guys genitals off because he's a rapist oh so yeah like, yeah well that was that was, that's a little bit before so one of the things that was really cool about and it was one of those moments that I. It was that scene in particular that made me go like, Damon Targaryen's going to be one of the awesome. better characters in this yeah. show, if not the best, and especially in the season, because Matt Smith owns the role. They don't hold punches with it about him being like absolutely willing to go places that other characters are not going to be willing to go. Yeah. Um, and it does. it's such good setup for the tournament, because through the whole tournament, whenever he's taking people on, you're like... What is he gonna do? Like, what does this dude have up his his sleeve to cheat to whatever? Um, and I actually thought it was surprisingly tame, but I'm wondering if that was kind of a a decision on purpose, where you see how brutal he can be, mm-hmm. and then so you're wondering what he's gonna do. And he does a, a couple things in the tournament that are real like brutal, a like a governor on him, so to say, as far as his brutality is concerned. Because yeah. you you know, I agree. I did thought I I know. It, that he comes across as brash and arrogant and everything. I thought it was odd though when he did get the knight, the other guy down, and he, you know, just stands and is getting praise and another <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they he had, do that. He would get his sword. So the thing is, is I think that's a um, a reference to Game of Thrones because that okay. that it's a it, it, not one hundred percent, but that's what happens to um, oh shoot, Martell. One okay. of the one of the Martells in I can't remember his name. It's uh, 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 Pedro Pascal, the guy who yeah got killed by the mountain. Yes, and so that's exactly kind of what he did. So it's like he was he has. Yeah, a, I thought that was dumb too. Well, those yeah, that's the idea. Is it's like it's kind of part of his personality. I think that's what okay. they were trying to show. Because I agree, I was just like, dude, what are you doing? 
It's like yeah. you, you've won, like you got to get the guy to yield or whatever. Um, but I think that they're trying to show that he is cocky, yeah. that he 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 likes the praise for the things that he does. And the thought that I would have is like some of that may ultimately end up being his downfall, right? They're trying to yeah. really show you the characteristics of a lot of these characters. Um, now, you see, you, well, go ahead. sorry, you also see that um, with uh, Renera and Allison mm-hmm. in the same scene where uh, Damon goes up to Allison and uh, gets the uh, her favor from her. And then the Dornish guy goes up to Renera later on mm-hmm. and does the same thing. And so there's subtle hints, and this is this is actually going to happen, about them kind of going down separate paths. And mm-hmm. I think that was a little bit of foreshadowing for that. Yeah. Um, because there's that's what's kind of going on. And I, it's what I like and what I've missed from shows is these little subtle things and the way that characters are potentially manipulating each other or you get to see a little bit of their personalities and the way that they they clash uh, mm-hmm. despite the two of them being friends and a little bit of a love interest there between them so both, like a little maybe, tension there <laughs> maybe but i'm really hoping what that is is that they they're they're just showing how close they are with each other yeah that they're going down the sam and frodo route and not mm-hmm. just blatantly making it that i want to like make a, out with you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it, it was it's hard to tell for sure though what they're yeah. planning on doing so the other thing I would say is, did you think in the jousting scene between as there, I did think it was great just opposing the, her, the, or I guess them cutting her open. Right. And then the, the um, uh, jousting contest Viserys between yeah. Damon and uh, the other night. Did you think there was too many jump cuts though? Uh, for some of the end stuff? Absolutely. Okay. It, the the stuff as far as them doing the jousting it was fine you yeah. want a little bit of that franticness Ju- like jump cuts jump cuts aren't a bad thing it's when you know it's it's like that famous moment from uh taken three where there's like 14 jump cuts while liam neeson's uh hopping over a fence yeah you have like that extreme at this they were obviously trying to hide some of it the... Just, it's a minor critique. Yeah. It's a little bit too much for me. When when the Dornish guy and Damon were fighting each other, it was a little much. Yes. Um, there was a couple just like weird things where like Damon throws like a half shield at the guy and he like fall, it like hits him and he falls on the ground. I was like, <laughs> uh, all right. and But for the most part, and this is something, I don't know how often we really talk about this, but... I can forgive certain things that either don't make sense or are uh, a little weird if they can sell it as a whole. Yeah, and I think the tournament was sold very Sounds well a as part. a whole. Yeah, yeah. it's it gets real violent. They they even take the time to give an explanation as to why this seems to be as violent as it is. But then they also don't go overboard where like. Because um, I, I saw some people questioning why Damon was allowed to get away with like the way he was essentially cheating mm-hmm. in, in certain instances, um, or when he was fighting uh, the High Towers Auto High Towers oldest son, and he does yeah. this that like trick with the uh, the lance and like knocks the horse down, and mm-hmm. and it's basically because he's the prince, which is yep. the assumption that you would make in that situation. Like he, right. he's not going to get in trouble and people are going to let him get away with that one because you can tell the, the crowd likes how yes. violent it was, but also yeah. because of who he is and yeah. they didn't have to explain it in the episode. And I thought that was great. Yeah. The, one of the great things with the writers and the showrunners in this is that they respect their audience. They're not spoon feeding the audience. Yes. They're showing you things and there's, you know, they're just dumping enough, dialogue. Yeah. There's just enough in there when it, 
Yep. Mm-hmm. When when it matters, it's not like useless exposition. It's when people are sitting down at the table and you know the council and discussing yeah. things and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, the whole if I was to say another critique wasn't as bad in this episode as you know all the trailers for this showed it to yeah. be. The whole patriarchy is. Bad I have that written down because too. Because yeah. it's a oh you do yeah because it's a. <laughs> tired trope at this point is it's uh, not necessarily yeah. that they can't do the trope uh-huh. but it's the execution within it right and that's that's what I, I what i wrote down i the quote-unquote patriarchy bad thing is there mm-hmm. it's there from it's one of the first lines yep. in it and it, i was like okay uh, all right i get it and even the showrunner they you know they at the end of the episode they do little like showrunner um documentaries or whatever where mm-hmm. they talk they talk to the cast and the showrunners about um each of the episodes um any uh they they definitely brought that up and what's annoying is is that a lot of these people in hollywood they've fallen into this narrative of like patriarchy bad mm-hmm. when in reality what it should be is like you're writing a story and the structure for um this kingdom or that kingdom or mm-hmm. whatever your your political structure is Maybe it is a patriarchy. Maybe it's a monarchy. Maybe it's what you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever the case we're we're talking about, um, that is just a thing that it is. And then you're writing about people who are in those roles and the feelings that they have about the that stuff. It is mm-hmm. it is neutral. It should be just a neutral thing because, I mean, th- again, this is Game of Thrones. There aren't like mo- like 100 like morally correct people. In these yeah. shows, that's kind of the point. They're all supposed to be broken, gray. or they, yeah, gray. Fifty shades of gray. Yeah, you people try to like people try to do the right things, but maybe they're a little too stupid to accomplish them. Or mm-hmm. if they are sort of like that pure of heart, it usually ends with them getting killed. It's um, low fantasy instead of high fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very much on that more nihilistic scale than it is uh, on the sort of like uplifting fantasy thing, like Lord of the Rings is. I mean, it is supposed mm-hmm. to be the antithesis to Lord of the Rings, and 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 that's fine. Um, but I, I, it's really weird that they're, I've seen like the showrunners trying to push that. They push it in the show a little bit and it's like, none of these characters are going to come out squeaky clean at the end of this. So I don't know what you're trying to prove by being like, well, the people who have been the Kings and all, and it's always Mm -hmm. been Kings, they're bad, but it's like, by the time we're done with this, it's going to be like, well, they're all kind of terrible people. Like we're, yeah, it's not like Kings landing is a great place to live in yeah exactly and i don't think like renera potentially taking the throne or any other woman taking the throne is going to be like i mean look at uh cersei in the original series mm-hmm. it's exactly the and it's so it's just one of those things that's like they when they try to bring in these like modern day talking points into these fantasy series no matter what it is it's always just a little bit like it just makes me roll my eyes because i'm like can you yeah. all just tell your story within this we're capable of being like oh this person's bad yeah, it, this person's it's the a little subtlety better. of yeah. showing like the you can easily show the good aspects of whether if it's patriarchy, monarchy, matriarchy, democracy, a constitutional republic, what have you, right? Yeah, you can easily show the good forms of it and the bad forms of yeah, it. Yeah, what works, and, what doesn't work, the yep. downfalls, and you know the the positive side. But that's not what happens most of the time because there is a a specific stamp for the agenda. Like standard, we're going to show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. I let's see. I only have a couple other things in here. Um, I did didn't care. I think they went a little overboard with the design of Matt Smith's dragon. 
I think it's a little too yeah. on the nose because it literally looks like a devil, and you're like, guys, I I get it, but like you could have you could have brought it down just a smidge. I think the dragons oh. look great for the most part. Speaking of which, I thought the CGI was good. There's some, good. There, there's, there are a couple of scenes a couple, where I was like, yeah, uh. yeah. but I can forgive it because of the storytelling and and all the other visuals are great too. I think they, they uh, did a pretty good job. I, I think this is going to knock the Rings of Power out of the park. I th- I think it's going to look like a if, if master class in filmmaking yes. compared to Rings of Power. Yeah, <laughs> at least aesthetically though, you know, even if, let's just say this, regardless of storytelling, because we don't know what happens from here. But if, right. if, if the storytelling-wise remains what episode if, one is, it will knock it clean out of the park, do way better. If but they, aesthetically, yeah. just on that point alone, it will do better than Rings of Power. If from sh- what we've seen in the trailer. Yeah, if the show doesn't get too preachy, if the quality stays pretty much the same and the acting doesn't dip anywhere and the story makes sense and characters don't start making uh, decisions that don't make a lot of sense for the way that they've been set up, um, I, I think this show will be absolutely fine, and I mean that on more of a positive side than just kind of like a meh thing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of potential here for for them to to get a lot of eyeballs on them with a lot of the garbage that's been coming out recently. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is their with everything that David Zaslov is axing at HBO because they were like apparently. Warner Brothers was $55 billion in debt. Dude. Oh, dude, yeah, it was really bad. That's crazy. Yeah. No wonder why he's axing things. Uh, and so this is going to be their, what, what's it called, their, their their foundation, their flagpole, so to say, that they're hanging their hat on because, yeah. you know, they really needed that $10 million, not 2 or $3 million, but that $10 million mark for this for episode one. And, and again, if they can carry that momentum, I think, you know, yeah. it will yeah. bode well for them. Yeah. Um, the only other, I only had two other things. First of all, um, the nods to the original series. Again, there's a few of them at the end. Um, I don't think it was really necessary. I think, again, this is more of the the tell. Yeah. It's like, this is the part where they were telling a little too much instead of being subtle about it. The, the knife that Viserys carries around is the one that Arya uses to kill the, um, the Night King in the Mm -hmm. last season. Um, and again, when I'm fine with the knife being there, even though that's like for a lot of people, that's a really sore spot because it, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, again, that it was her. That it, did it see, and yes. not Season eight has been talked about to death. We don't have to go into detail yeah. about that, but it, yeah, that, and then the whole like a song of ice and fire thing. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little more okay with the song of ice and fire thing. If it's just a, well, this is just Viserys, being as passionate as he is yeah. about the rule of the Targaryens and that he believes mm-hmm. the Targaryens are essentially the people that are going to save the world. Right. Um, I'm okay. I'm kind of okay with that. And it, it being something where Renera feels this massive weight on her shoulders. Like a lot of this stuff can be in there to help push characters in a specific direction and, and give us an idea of the way that they are feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of fine with that, but I think it was a little too like on the nose um, for with a lot of that, um, and then the other thing that I'm really curious about that may end up happening because I'm wondering, man, because like we've been talking a lot about Rings of Power, mm-hmm. and we've been talking about a lot of how they're making things up, and that they had to put the hobbits in, and they had to put the wizards in, and that we're starting to think that this might be more of a like a weird soft reboot of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this show 
will show White Walkers. I was going to. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk I, about. That's I, my next thing. I think they're going to try to do a lot of things that from what I've heard, because, again, never read the book. Uh, I've heard this source material is pretty sparse uh, as well. I I think I they're the going to go wasn't even that well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like it, it just kind of I've never depends, read it, but right? from those who have. Um, I, I think they're going to I think they're going to go all out. I don't think that they're yeah, going to be. So. I don't, yeah, because they are filming that Jon Snow show. Yeah, I, I, but I, I think they the, should just redo season eight. Just I, like, hey, uh, we're going to retcon. We're going to write off season eight and we're going to redo season. I think the White Walkers are going to show up. I think that there's it's going to be some sort of subplot because they need this show to, to have more attract, than just dragons uh, and yeah, politics. Yeah, because as much as I like the the political aspect of these things where people are sitting in rooms, uh, you know, sparring with each other with words and mm-hmm. backstabbing each other. Like and, House of Cards. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Love that. Uh, I don't think for your normal audience, for one, I don't think dragons are going to be enough to keep people around if yeah. that's all that it is, people get tired of that. They're gonna need more of the fantasy stuff, and I, I wouldn't be that surprised. Existential. What made Game of Thrones so interesting is that you had this political infighting, this backstabbing, these betrayals, all this terrible stuff that's going on between the different kingdoms in Westeros. Yeah. But then everybody has to all this tension, right? But everybody has to team up together in order to stop this existential threat of the white walkers right because they don't care they're going to run through everyone right which could have been awesome could have been awesome could have been awesome but ended up being like a whoopee cushion uh and yeah oh yeah man so 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 disappointing dude and that's the thing is it's like that that's the problem with the show is that it's got so much baggage because of what came before it um and some of the people that are involved in this um one of the showrunners is the guy that did uh i think it's the directed long, the third the long episode. night the one yeah, yeah. the one that, that it looks like it got shot on like through a piece the one of crap. that you can't see yeah it's just like brown the whole time and you're like uh bro anyway uh i don't have anything else to say about this no i don't either. i i will not tell anyone whether to watch this or not until we finish the entire thing yep um you're better off get just a good feel like, for it yeah um I, I think good thoughts, good reason. You know, we just need to see where it actually goes. Because yeah. even if we're, when we're on episode nine, because this is ten episodes, even when we're on episode nine, we're still going to wait for episode ten. Yeah, because Game of Thrones has already got us. <laughs> I am not getting okie doked again. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yep. And that was hard for me in this episode, dude, because there were a couple times where I was get, getting a little nostalgic. It was like, oh, man, there's so much, like, there's so many memories of, like, good parts of this show and things yeah. that were happening that were great. and Great first uh, episode. I will say that's a good first episode. Yeah. I liked the first episode. I, I, I Yeah. I'm still hesitant about the yes. show in general, but I liked the first oh, episode. Yeah. I appreciated the setup. I appreciated um, Matt Smith acting his heart out. I mean, I think... Of all the characters, he's really putting in the work, and um, mm-hmm. I I've liked him since uh, his Doctor Who days, and he you know he was in Morpheus. Oh no, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, he got Sucks Karen, for him. So he worked with Karen Gillan, who was um, Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's yeah. the blue the blue lady. Yep. Um, and they worked together on Doctor Who, and so she told him like, "Hey, this Marvel thing has been great for me. You should totally try to get into it." And he he got cast in Morpheus. <laughs> So I feel okay, bad. I feel news, bad for him. Bad news. I the good news is you're in a Marvel product. The bad news is it's, Mor- it's Morpheus. Yeah. So I I, I think oh, I think the show definitely 
amplifies his acting credibility which is yeah. really good for him. No matter where the show goes, I think people are going to still be like, Matt Smith did a good job in this. Yep. The show, maybe it doesn't turn out to be all that great. His performance, I think, will stay very consistent through the entire thing, and I think it's going to help him out in the future, um, which is good, because I think he's a good actor. So I agree. All right. Well, we'll end it there. But thank you guys for listening to episode 109 of The Underground. We'll be back next week uh, with both our episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Don't forget that you can uh, check out our direct.me link for all the ways that you can support us, especially if you're willing to do it monetarily. And until next week, y'all take it easy. Take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Being patient with them, I try to. But you got room temperature IQ. Expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got opinions not worth it's what's under my shoe. Y'all tripping on truth when we call it out. Cause y'all people as goofy as I'll get out. If y'all with them and not with you, I'd sit out. Cause every rapper's on the list now, mad at a pitch count. Flowing heaters like my souls beat up. No people focus on hoaxes in the shows he book. And I'm hoping to open doors and I got foes and such. But I know that I'll be opposing to the goal. I must start attacking. Ain't lacking my brains lashed in Same way that I game is the same way of the backhand All the pain that I bring up is like the bane to the Batman I'm back cracking Whack trends claiming they rap fans and backtracking Give a crap about the what's his face Only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at Subway And y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate And you are a disaster and this can only go one way And you steady flashing guns in your music viz And I know you do it for the fun but what you doing is Abusing every rule of course you can use it quick You're showing the world you don't know what you are doing kid Spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or with me. Oh well, it'll be co-chance in hell, so riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient. Opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and religious, so you know what's on CNN and vote what you told by the folks that gotta send this message. Oh, you a hypocrite, and I'm in awe, cause the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with it cause you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing surrounded by a bunch of brainless your aim is yet all the same shame cause you ain't slick afraid to relate other things cause you nameless tamed it